Songwriter, producer, singer, and all-around musical phenom, Corey L. handcrafts multi-dimensional songs that sparkle with contagious melodies, playful beats, and razor-sharp lyrics. Each of his originals is an auditory time capsule that plunges listeners into his own memories and experiences, energized by the very essence of life, self-discovery, love, and daring to let one's own authentic colors shine. With a soulful wisdom far beyond his years and his finger on the pulse of his generation, Corey L. lends a fresh perspective to decades worth of musical styles. Inspired by the pioneering sounds of pop, R&B, and urban music gurus such as B. Slade, Kanye West, and Michael Jackson. The son of dexterous professional multi-instrumentalist Carl Lester L., a young Corey L. knew instantly how music can impact moods, viewpoints, and connect people's hearts and minds on a global scale. Because of his natural ear for a multitude of melodies and grooves, he was able to express himself instantly through singing. His father taught him how to track on a Casio keyboard, and as soon as he learned to write, he was making his own fully formed tunes. By the time he was a teenager, he was already producing, writing, and arranging for local artists in the studio. He eventually felt the pull to focus on creating his own original work. Now Corey L. continues to experiment with exciting melodic flavors, sounds, poetries, and stories as he invents new ways to grow and express himself. A multi-talented and self-contained artist, he has already put out several singles via YouTube and streaming sites and created videos giving insights into his creative process. His new empowering single, Nothing Like You, encourages others to stay true to their authentic selves and even when faced with bullies who try to limit their dreams nothing like you is available now Corey l welcome to turn it up yo what's up yo how's it going man good to hear your voice again man yes it's good to hear yours man. it's been a long time yeah yeah and this is funny um you know we I guess, man, it must have been about three years ago. Was it that long ago? It might have been longer than that. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah, I look at some of the that. things that are queued up on the track, and every now and then I do play. Um, were you on this track, Sleep Seekers? Yes, I 
Was I? Oh, I, pro- I think I produced that. That was a while ago. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then I play that, man. It's still one of my favorites, man. You see, I just pulled wow. that out of my head, right? <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about Definitely that track. <laughs> stuck with me. <laughs> so, um, thank you. Uh, get us caught up, man. So what have you been doing since then? Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure you've been in the studio, but, you know, tell us what has transpired since then and why you've finally decided to, to really focus on your talents. My goodness, what have I been doing? Um, definitely recording. Um, really a lot of learning, to be honest with you. I've been um, performing a lot more. I've been gigging with this group called Vision. So I've been, you know, getting my chops up with that, becoming more and more comfortable. Because prior, because around the time I was on your show, the first time I had never performed before, I was just a producer mostly. And I would sing whenever they, you know, whenever I was asked to or whatever. But since then, I've gotten a little more comfortable in my voice and myself. And um, I've been doing that. What else have I been doing? And, um, I've met a lot of cool people. Um, I finally found management at this point. I had my first manager, signed with them a couple a couple years ago. And that's been going pretty uh, pretty well. Um, what else, man? Um, like I said, just learning, just, you know, finding new ways of doing stuff, finding new concepts, new tricks, new techniques, and all sorts of things like that. I'm just trying to grow. So that's about it. Yeah, man, let me date you a little bit. You probably graduated high school somewhere around there, too. Yes, I did. <laughs> man, you were so young when we had you on before, man. I was just blown away. I think you were like, what, 16, maybe? Yeah, I think it was 15, 16, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a while ago. <laughs> now, I got to tell everybody, I just realized that you are that same kid from back then that I was so impressed with, you know, when I first heard your tracks and I raved about them so much. I think everybody else was just like, come on, man, you know, move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And now reading your bio and understanding, you know, where it all comes from. You you have it the best way. I mean, if you do the math, there's no way in the world that you should not become a huge success. I don't mean to put that much pressure on you, but look, I'm just telling you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You know, thank you. Yeah. I mean, your your talents, first of all, they, they've already shown themselves in the pro- production side and, and your voice as well. And um, the way you sing with, with, with such I don't know how to say it, but you were way too accomplished back then. And as soon as I heard this song, I kept saying to myself, I know I've heard this sound before, but I kept thinking it was somebody who's already established in the industry. And I just oh, couldn't wow. figure it out. And, and then the bell rang when I heard <laughs> you guys talking. So, look, I want you to just give us the, the, the full Monty, man. Tell us about your upbringing and how this music was sort of instilled in you from, you know, as a child up. Man, I've, I've been in music since pretty much before I was born. My father would just play music, like, to my mother's stomach, you know, those those types of things. When yeah. I was born, he would take me to all of his gigs and things of that nature. So it was like, it was like I had no choice. I was just in it from the beginning, and I've never stopped since I left the world. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, how old were you when you actually found that you had a voice to sing? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a good question. Well, I've been singing since I could talk, basically, since as long as I can remember. But seriously, taking it seriously, it, it was around 14 or 15 when I was being pushed like by friends and family 
and go mm-hmm. ahead and start doing stuff because they, you know, they heard something that I didn't hear at the at the time. I was just very unsure of myself at that point. But mm-hmm. um, around, you know, 14 to uh, 15, I started, you know, dabbling and playing around with, you know, things. And from then on, I just, I just been trying to grow from there. Yeah, yeah. And you definitely have grown. Um, I saw some of the videos and saw some of the content. And since we had never met, it, you know, no bells rang because, you know, the photo of you from back then, uh, I'm sure it looks nothing like you now for the most part. But um, you 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 have a production style that I've noticed from the very beginning that was very, very, um, I don't know, I, I've heard a lot of people try to, you know, engineer their music and develop a style. And it was always copying something else. But your style is really, really unique in that sound. And um, it's just too much for someone of your age to have in one package <laughs> right now. You know, I mean, oh, man, I'm getting all amped up again. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you this, so much. I mean, I've, I've always yeah. been, you know, I've always tried to, you know, find my own voice. And I never like to do what everybody else is doing. It's kind of like my mom used to call me contrary all the time. So it's like she always mm. thought that whatever she told me to do, I would automatically just want to do the opposite just because. And, it's, and I, I guess that's kind of where it comes from. So typically speaking, like if everyone's doing something, I'm the one that's trying to do the exact opposite. And sometimes it works out, you know. So just in terms of my music and my production, I've, you know, at least tried to set myself apart. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the challenges that young people have when they are um, trying to get into this industry um, is really understanding based on, you know, they're motivated by their their dreams and, and what they see themselves as an, as an artist. But a lot of times it's so disconnected from the real industry themselves. Um, they, they sort of find themselves in a, in a, a corner because, Nothing seems to match up when they finally get a taste of what the real industry is like. But you have a support system of people around you. And again, like you said, you grew up in the industry, so you know things that most people wouldn't know. Tell us a little bit about how that has helped you. And I'm sure you've seen this with other people, too. They have a different idea of what this music industry is about. Definitely. Um, I would say, number one, one of the main things that I've learned is that you can be as talented as you want to be, as gifted as you want to be, but you don't know it all. And there's always something that you can learn from someone. And, you know, it's just, it's just never good to just think that you have all of the answers. So I've learned that you just have to be a great listener and you have to be able to know how to collaborate because that's what the industry seems to be all about. It's about collaborations, about building mm-hmm. healthy relationships. Um, and, you know, I know me, it, it took me a lot to kind of figure that out because I've always just thought it was just about the music. It was just about how great the music was and things of that nature. And even though it is important, it's still not as important as the people that you do this music with. So you always have mm-hmm. to, you know, keep in, keep in mind everything is, you know, collaborative. And people are out here trying to see you win, trying to see you succeed. So it's always good to try to be positive and try to be, you know, more open and open-minded to different ideas and it only makes you better. So those are def- that's definitely number one. That's the main thing that I said I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have a, a great grasp on, you know, the social media aspect as well. And, and just tell us a little bit about how that's helped you and, and what you've done to really promote your music and also your, your um, brand out there. 
Hmm. Well, to be honest, I feel like I could be doing so much more. But up until mm-hmm. this point, everything that I've been presented from my, you know, management to my support system to my team to the dancers that I've met to other producers that I met, it's all been through the internet. Because um, to be honest, I'm not necessarily the most sociable person in the world. I'm kind of shy. So in person, I just kind of shut down and I kind of, you know, stay to myself. But the internet kind of makes it easier for people like me to put our, you know, ourselves out there. So basically for the past five, six years, I've just been putting out mixtapes and putting out songs and putting out music. And people just begin to realize that it's there. And a lot of times it doesn't happen all at once. It takes a while sometimes. But when people do get a grasp of it, they a lot of them fall in love with it. And then from there, I've been able to meet people through the Internet and meet them in person and collaborate and go through all of these things. So the Internet has been a pretty important thing for me. But like I said, there's so much more I could be doing, and that's what we're working on now, taking it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, you came up at a time where this was no longer um, – the um the new guard um is people no longer really you don't even hear the term anymore of a and r person you know you, you yeah. get out there you do what you can you make yourself known you take control of that and um generally speaking for whatever you put into it you you get out of it as far as the social media you can work as hard as you want and not having to rely on someone else gives artists a lot more freedom and control over their career paths. So I think that we have a, a new type of artist coming up who is already um, in control of, of their destiny. And they know for sure that, you know, if I, if I want to make it, I know what I have to do, what I have to do. Not uh, so much. I don't, I'm looking to knock on this door. If I, hopefully, if I meet this person, maybe they can put me on. But you really got it all in your hands right now. And um, I think you've done a good job with it so far. And I, I'm looking forward to see what you're going to do with it in the future as well. Because um, <laughs> I think you're just starting to see the the tip of the iceberg of your, your talents. Well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Because the industry itself, it teaches you so much. And, um, again, y- you've got talent just you know i i was getting ready to say something else i'm not gonna say that but anyway you had a lot of talent i got you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um it's amazing to actually try to get yourself in a circle of people too that um are not intimidated by um your success and your talents and your abilities so so tell us a little bit about um this group that you're working with as well uh, my management team, or like you mean my management team, right? Well, you have a group that you said you were performing with. Oh, Visions. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, well, Visions was a band well before, like years before I even joined. It was a group uh, started by this guy named Lenny Holmes, incredible guitar player. Um, he started uh, playing. I guess it was at this place called Martini Kitchen, if I if I believe. That's when I got there. I think they were playing in Martini Kitchen for about six or seven years before I got there. And they were having a little bit of issues with some, with some guy, so he quit and he needed someone to just fill in. It was just going to be something, you know, real quick and they were going to find somebody else. But I came and since that gig, I never left. So 
from the norm. We've been doing all sorts of things, you know, like parties or big parties, things of that nature. But we've always, but we've also been doing like different spot dates and starting to put on our own showcases and things of that nature. And we're really actually starting to build a little name for ourselves. And it's a humongous band. It's like eight or eight or nine of us, and I just have so much fun with them. It's just like the most fun thing in the world for me. And my dad's in it too, so that's a that's a pretty big thing for me. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um he himself is a, a a musician as well. And what does he play? Oh Oh yes. Well my dad basically plays everything, but his pri- his primary instruments are bass, guitar and drums. That's what he does. He's also mm. an incredible writer, incredible producer. He's been he's been doing it his whole life basically as as well. I get everything that I get from him first. Um, he's just he's just one of the greatest ever, and I'm not just saying it because he's my dad. He just really is one of the greatest ever, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just been doing it his his whole entire life. So. Right, right. And um, shout out to Carl Lester. Uh, I thought I'd put that out there because um, I'm sure your son will just keep calling you dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know him as Carl Lester. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. No, that's quite all right, really. Yeah. Well, that's some good stuff. And um, is your mom also uh, in the industry no, as well? No, my mom loves music, but she's never really been in, in the industry. She's just always been really supportive of us, always. All right, so so tell me a little bit about your your writing style and your concept. Uh, I saw one of your clips when you were talking about how um, the music comes to you. I, explain that process. Invite us in. I'll I'll try to make it make sense, but it, it it's it's a hard thing to describe. But some sometimes it just happens. Like there's been periods where I've tried to kind of force myself to do things, just kind of bang at the keyboard and find whatever comes. And usually, like my best stuff comes from out of nowhere. So usually that's when I kind of just let it all happen and it flows by itself. But also I, I try not to think too much, but sometimes feeling can get you to a certain point where it's just kind of like, and by that I mean that you can feel something one day and then the next day feel something completely different. And I find myself doing things like that. So typically what I do, I just feel whatever I feel that day. But when it's actually time to actually get the song done, get everything, you know, correct and get the lyrics straight, all those types of things, that's why I typically try to be careful about how I go about it. So it's definitely feeling. It's a, it's a lot of feeling. But once it's time to actually lay everything down and make sure that everything is in, is in place where it needs to be. Now, um, when you write also, um, you're writing the lyrics and you're writing the music. So how is it that you develop the music for the lyrics? That's another thing. Um, I know usually it's, Melody. Everything is melody. And sometimes with melody, certain lyrics come about. And mm. over time, I just I just kind of fill in blanks. But usually, I don't know what the song is going to be about. I just feel it. I just go by whatever it's telling me to do. And it could, it could take me days or weeks to just even think of, a, think of a concept or a shell or an idea. But over time, I start to fill in those blanks and figure out what this word was supposed to be and things of that nature. And then after a while, I come up with the entire thing. You you went by new genre before. Yes, right. And I wanted to give them a taste of some of your music before we play um, this main track that we want to do. Young Justice and New Genre. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man, you know, I, I didn't have much info on you guys, and now I can see why. Uh, I was just talking to um, 
Young Justice earlier, and um, man, you guys have got to be the youngest guys we've had on. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to hold off on your age until after we get a chance to hear what you guys have done, because the music is just really sharp and impressive. And um, New Dimer, I didn't get a chance to say hello to you, man. How's it going? Everything's good, man. Good, good. And say hello to my co-host, Alice and the Leo. Hello, Alice and the Leo. What's good. up, man? What's going on, guys? Good, good, man. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? All right. Look, uh, Young Justice, you said you just moved down here from Queens, New York, man. Tell us about uh, the reason why you're you're here in this area and um, how long you've been doing music. Well, um, I actually moved down here. Um, I just wanted to change the setting. I'm, I'm probably going to end up going back to New York a uh, year later from now. But um, I've been rapping since about nine years old. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everything. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's crazy. And, um, New Genre, how long have you been in the game, man? Um, yeah, uh, I've been doing music since I was about six. So, you know. Really? <laughs> hear that. So y'all started young. <laughs> yeah, I started young. I hear that. So who are some people that you guys looked up to or inspired you in, in music and just made you uh, decide, yeah, this is what I want to do? Well, um, me personally, um, Fabulous is my favorite rapper, so I, I look up to him, and of course, you know, Jay-Z, big names like that, you know, because they right. had to get the bottom, and then, you know, they had to grind to the top, so that's what I'm trying to do myself. Right, right. And um, who, who put together this um, Pure Imagination track again? Is that you, New Genre? Yes, I um, I produced the track and wrote the book to it. Man, this is crazy, man. When I heard this, man, I just could not believe it, you know? Uh-huh. So new genre is the is the producer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now new now new genre. Yes, sir. New genre. Now now, can you give us a quick description on on how on 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 your beats? If you could if you could wrap up your beats in a couple words, how would you describe? Progressing. <laughs> hey hey, I'm All just right. gonna let y'all hear this man, because I I can't wait. I'm trying to get as much of this music going as possible. Oh so, yeah, let's get it in. Give us a quick intro into this. Um, we're going to start with Pure Imagination, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about this track, and then we'll go right into it. Um, well, um, I'll, I'll say it. Um, I remember I was on YouTube just kind of like browsing. I was bored around the house, and um, I came across Willie, Willie Wonka. And um, I was listening to, like, the beginning, you know, to come with me and you'll be. I remember how, like, it made me feel so good like when I was little so I wanted to take a little a little bit of that song and then take it to a whole another place so I right. took this so I took the song changed the key up and then did it like that that night and then like presented to the night following really yeah. and, and, and this one's just crazy man this is just wild off the box it's, it remind me a little bit L of the kind of stuff you do man so I, I think right. you'll like this, man. You got to wait for it, though, man. You got to wait for it. It'll come at you. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, here it is. It's a creeper, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> That's what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Let's Listen, I'ma take you where you never seen I 
got money that can stretch like a limousine I'm making green, he'll claim you like he Billy Jean So I'ma claim you, I'ma take you where you wanna be I'll take you overseas, then you want I'm in them jeans Doing different kind of things I'm talking condos, I'm in bond and your eyes closed I don't even know these haters, I just call them John Doe I do anything for your love as far as mine's go Crazy man, um, new genre is only 16 years old, and Young Justice is just 19, man. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so where do you guys get this from? How did you learn this stuff? Well, like when it comes to rapping and everything, the guy on the second verse is actually my brother. He's in a group called Tom, um, and. He really brought me into the rapping, like, when I met him, my godbrother. Um, I met him when I was nine. He was, like, eight. And then, ever since then, I just started rapping. And it's just something. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something I love. You know, I love music. 
Man, man, I can see that, man. And, and so you guys, you, you're doing all of this. How, how are you making your music? What are you using? Computers? Um, you play any instruments? How, how do you put it all together? Um, I use um, reason to make my, my music. I'm not really a real musician, but I, I know a couple chords. I know enough to make to make music. So. Okay. You're working okay. off the same stuff I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm on reason, too. Yeah. What are you guys okay. doing your, uh, what are you doing your recording on? We're doing it on Windows 3. Windows 3, that's what you do? What, that's the program you do your recording through? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And you guys yeah. are definitely getting it in, man. Now, now, so. you did the same thing with um, New Genre. Um, tell us a little bit about Be My Lover. Um, well, Be My Lover was my first song I've ever recorded like a solo artist. Because I've are never really wanted <laughs> Man, are you you telling me this is your first one? Yes. No, no, oh man, wait till y'all hear this. Are you kidding me? That's crazy, man. Thanks. Man, I really wanted to be a being an artist, so I just kind of just did it. Dude, that ain't fair, Mike, because you already smelled the food. Now you I know. Man. I, I know. ain't even smell it yet. So you, I you know, got man. <laughs> I can't help myself, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. This next track is crazy, man. Uh-huh. And, and the the production of it too is really tight, man. I was really really impressed with this, man. So um, so are, who's singing on it? And um, tell us a little bit about the track and who um actually is involved with it. With be my lover. Yeah. Oh, everything is me. Everything was me. And man, I'm tired of you, man. I, I'm just. <laughs> I am. Just, <laughs> so you do the production and you did the vocals. Yes. Everything. I hear that. Oh Renaissance man. man. Oh. Okay, I'm just gonna play play the song, Mike. She's okay. okay. She doesn't need a man. She just wants. 
young guys know about what? violins apparently a what? lot i know man it's crazy what hey let me tell you something man hey <laughs> but man but man you say you were 16 right yes dog let me tell you something i've been doing this thing for a long time messing with this music thing man and at the age of 16 i was not as as uh i wasn't taking it as seriously i guess i would say as as you have man you're gonna be a monster man you keep mm. you keep doing what you're doing, man, because I'm telling really? you, wow. At 16, if I was that nice at 16, wow. Really? I couldn't even, I couldn't imagine what would be going on now. You keep keep doing what you're doing. Keep that passion going, man, because that, that's hit, that's hit material right there. Seriously. I was mad because I couldn't hear it like I really, really wanted to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting frustrated. I was like, oh, man, this hell. Man, yo, that was hot. That was hot. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the hit yeah, song that, right that, there. And I, I, I second that, guys. I mean that that was uh, that was ridiculous. Uh, it makes me want to retire. You know what I mean? <laughs> After hearing something like that, and, and and for you guys to do something like that at 16, uh, you know, just like Leo said, don't don't. I mean, I I know you won't give up, but you don't ever ever give up because you guys are going places. Absolutely, oh, yeah. for that real, man. You guys it. you guys are like a man smoking at a gas station. You about to blow up. Yeah, we might as well um, bring Tyrone in. Tyrone, tell us a little bit about um, how you happened to meet Corey and um, tell us your position with, um, you know, 
your relationship with him as far as you're helping him in his music career? Sure. Well, my relationship with Corey goes back many, many moons, actually. Uh, his father, Carl Lester L., and I have been best friends since college. Um, and we were in a band together and or a number of bands together and playing. And so I hadn't seen Corey probably for about since he was born. I think it may, may have been about 15, 16 years. And his father called me one day and said, hey, man, Ty, I really want you to listen to Corey. He's doing some incredible stuff. Now, what's important here, Michael, for me is Corey's father is one of the most earnest and genuine people on the planet. That's number mm. one. Number two, he's one of the most prolific musicians. As Corey said, I, I, I'm in total agreement. Um, he's one of the most prolific musicians that I know. And there are people who play instruments, you know, but his father plays all three proficiently and has toured on mm. all three instruments. Um, and the reason I shared that with you was when he called in, told me how incredible Corey was as an artist, it didn't surprise me because, again, you know, he's not a hype guy and he's a musical phenom himself. So I figured if Corey had been breathing that air, you know, then indeed he would be special. And so for me what makes, you know, Corey extra special is the fact that he was able to breathe in all of this incredible music while marrying it. Uh, meaning, you know, everyone who goes out to be a musician, you know, it, it doesn't suit them. You can want to do it, but it's sort of, I think, for Corey, in his DNA, when people say that, there's, I feel great truth about that. So, you know, his father said, I really need you to hear, Corey. And I think it was about maybe a year, year and a half before we actually were able to connect on it. Um, he was asking me, he said, hey, man, I think you'd be a good person to to be able to assist us with trying to get Corey to the next level. So when he brought Corey up uh, and he played some music, I, I was blown away without any reservation. Corey, hands down, is one of the most talented of artists I've, I've ever worked with. And I've worked with some really impressively talent, uh, talented artists. But Corey stands, you know, shoulders above that. I mean, He's a writer, producer, and, and a fantastic singer. So, you know, that type of chemistry, you know, you, you don't get all of those mixed in, not to that highest degree that Corey is on. So immediately, you know, I was like, you know, hey, man, I think I can definitely assist and at least give Corey that opportunity to be heard that, yeah, I think Corey alluded to it earlier. You know, there there's lots of incredible talent. Um, the key is sort of how do you break through the noise? One, mm-hmm. Corey, had, he has the actual ability. So unlike most artists that, you know, a manager or a label has to hype, it, that, you know, that, that's not a necessity at all. Corey brings the goods every time. And, and we've been in a number of in, really incredible circles from people who've heard him like KG from Naughty by Nature or Daryl Simmons uh, with Babyface, and all these people just looked at Corey and went, wow, you know, you're incredible. Mm. So mm-hmm. his talent sort of, you know, it, nothing surprised me after hearing him. It didn't surprise me beforehand, but certainly after uh, after meeting him and hearing what he was doing, um, 
it 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 didn't surprise me at all what the doors that we were able to get into. Now let me share this. You mentioned something about A and R, and I think any good artist can use A and R. But again, here's where Corey is really different. Most artists, you're trying to find the song, you're trying to um, you're trying to produce the product where it's you know um, where where it, it speaks to all of the other uh, songs in that genre. Corey comes with it all. I mean, mm-hmm. I you know I work as a vocal producer and a writer and all these things, but none of them have I had to do. Corey and I have done some collaborating, but not because it was a necessity. Corey comes, you know, well equipped with the song, the production chops, and he's going to kill it vocally also. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, I think the most amazing thing is for me is Corey has been so accomplished for so long already, you know? Yeah, even as a young man, sure. Yeah, and and every musician who's ever made it, I'm always listening to the stories. I want to hear about, you know, the road that they traveled and how they got there and when things changed in the big break. He has so much of that behind him already, you know? So I would agree. So I'm just waiting, (laughs) you know, and and it's easy when you've got talent to get out there and just let people recognize it as opposed to trying to shove it down someone's throat with a gimmick or something fancy to make people pay attention. He's got everything he needs to just make it happen just organically. So I'm excited. As am I. Yeah. And I feel vindicated, too, because I was making a big deal about him so long ago. (laughs) <laughs> I really made a fool of myself on air because I just thought that, you know, of all the independent artists that I was listening to and working with, this one stood out, you know, beyond everyone. And the more I talked to him and found out the more things he had done in the the tracks that we had listened to, I was just like, come on, this is this is not real, you know? Yeah, well, somebody and his catalog is extremely, Michael, his, his catalog is extremely deep, you know, as well at, at this point. Yeah, and I have heard a few things, and uh, I wish we had more to play today, but you never know. If you guys can get me something before this airs, I'll be glad to insert it as well. But, you know, we, we've talked enough about Corey's talent. I'm going to bring you back in now, dude. I know you're sitting up here just saying, man, I wish they stopped talking about me like this so much. <laughs> But, um, yeah, yeah. And but we're gonna let everyone really hear what we're raving about right now because uh, this is a great example of um you know, your talent, what you're capable of and um the expertise you have in music and the passion that comes through in the music that you, you produce and that you sing and perform. So just tell us a little bit about um the inspiration behind Nothing Like You and um, where you were when you wrote this, and not where you were geographically, but where you were in your head. Um, where was I? Well, I know I was kind of coming out of a dark spot at that period. I was trying to figure out basically what my plan was going to be. I think it was um, a little bit around the time I finished high school. I was out of high school for like a couple of years. I was working, and I didn't really see that light at the end of the tunnel. So I was just really just not depressed. I was just down for a moment, and I was just having a hard time figuring out how to get out of it. Um, and I think this song is definitely one of the things that helped me get out of it. Because like I said before, with like all of my songs, I don't try to force anything. A lot of times I just kind of let it happen how it's supposed to and deal with it later. So um, with this particular song, 
I had the um, music already set in place, and it wasn't. It was like in demo mode at that point. So I just had the chords and like a basic drum track, and I've been sitting with it for months because I didn't know exactly what to do with it. I was just sitting with it because it was something about it that I liked. I just couldn't figure out what. Um, then just one random day, I got this lyric in my head, I'm nothing like you, and I had like mm-hmm. this crazy melody. So I just kind of put it in, um, in my phone and just kind of set it there for a couple more weeks, and I just started building it from there. And then was, when I finally started to realize what the song was going to be about, I had to kind of think about whether I wanted it to empower me or empower other people. Wow. And I just chose to empower other people. I feel like it's a little bit more constructive that way to uplift others and not just yourself. So mm-hmm. I just went that way. And once I came to that conclusion, I wrote the song in like 15, 20 minutes and I laid it down. I think it was like the following day I recorded it and I sent it to Todd a couple weeks later just to make sure I wasn't tripping, you know, because I don't, I don't like <laughs> to just send stuff off to Ty because Ty mm-hmm. will tell you the truth. So I you know, sat with it for a minute and I sent it to him and then the rest is now. The rest is I would say history, but we're we're still trying to you know get this thing pushed to the masses. But it's definitely been getting some really good feedback, and I'm really happy about it. Wow! And you said something I just heard, um, and you hinted to um, one of those big keys to success. You know, people have to see themselves in your music, and a lot of artists make that mistake that they make the music for themselves, try to wear it as a coat and have everyone look at them, as opposed to making music that touches the masses. That's what makes a superstar. Definitely. Yeah, that's what it's all about. All right, so go ahead and intro Nothing Like You for me real quick. All right, well, this is my brand-new single entitled Nothing Like You. Um, This just goes out to everybody who's ever struggled through anything. Just know it'll be okay. All right, here it is.
Wow. <laughs> man, man, man. I'm I'm glad I know you now. <laughs> <laughs> I can say I remember when. Man. Man, that was phenomenal, man. And I love the layers in this track, the production and everything. Man, it's a, it's an awesome sound. I really really like it. It's something um it's something dreamy about the sound and it's um it's very smooth, but it it has um I don't know. It, it, you know, the best way I could describe it as I don't understand the you know, if this is the best word, but it is something frolicky about the 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 way your music production comes out. It it sounds playful even if it sounds really mellow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just like it. The, all the bouncy yeah, all the bouncy sounds and the, the you know, the interesting sound effects and things and the way you uh, you know, the sounds you use in the keyboard. It's just really good stuff, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Man. So so what's next, man? What do you got coming up? I mean, you say you're performing and things like that. Um, what are you doing to get yourself out there in the near future? The summer's here, so I know people are gonna be looking for you. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely picking up some new stuff as always, but I'm trying to go about it in a different way. So the main process, like the main topic, the main thing that we're trying to focus on right now is awareness. That's number one. And the main Mm. thing to build awareness is to have content, have something for someone to be aware of. And mm-hmm. I just say I don't have, a, you know, I don't. I have a lot of music, I have a lot of things, but I can have so much more. So I'm at the period where I'm just trying to build that content. So whenever people can, you know, you can Google me, you can, I can pop up basically anywhere. That takes time, but that's the main focus is to just build awareness through consistent content. Mm-hmm. And you're saying awareness of who you are and your sound. Definitely, because, of course, most people don't even know who I am. So we have to mm-hmm. we have to start you know we have to go to them and let them know that I'm that I'm here this is what I stand for this is who I am and mm-hmm. with that I just have to make sure that I make myself as available as possible. Right now, when you say available, I mean, man, social media is hard on young folks. Me, I can say just about anything. Somebody will say something on Twitter, I ignore them, and they're gone. But. <laughs> It's different with the younger generation. I mean, and, um, you know, your critics can come from anywhere. How how do you handle all that? Typically, all you can do is just ignore it. It's Mm -hmm. never good to entertain it because that's basically what they want you to do. They want you to feel like you aren't this, you aren't as good as as you think you are. And a lot of times it's just best not to entertain it. Especially with me, I don't have time to. I have other things I need to worry about and to worry mm-hmm. about you claiming that you don't like something or that you have a problem. And I see it. There are plenty of things that I don't like, but I don't go and make it known to them. That's not necessary. If you don't like something, you just keep it to yourself and move on. That says a lot about someone and who they really are as a person, how they feel about themselves, if they feel the need to have to lash out at you just because they don't like something. So I just don't entertain yeah, yeah, and I think you really just helped someone just now because everyone feels like they're they're responsible for the comments of others, and they feel like they're stuck in that, you know. And I see um, things in young people nowadays that there's a, there's a disconnect because of the way they communicate now. That um, a lot of true emotions are hidden and true meanings are hidden behind, you know, the the text 
in the uh, emails and the you know the blogs and things like that that really aren't showing who someone really is. And um, to hear someone as authentic as you to come out there and really be focused and stuck on just you know doing the music the way that you feel it needs to be done through you that represents you is it, good to hear. Well, thank you. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because a, a lot of people are approaching this whole thing, you know, based on fame and attention. And, you know, they, they sort of equate that with um, success in music, and it's not the same thing. Success in music is um, honing your craft to the point where everyone recognizes it. And, um, you know, everything else comes on its own, but there's a way to cheat the system, you know. And a lot of people are... Have become really good at that, as opposed to really, you know, trying to to do the best that they can. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I mean, everything I, has its has its pros and cons, though, because definitely there's definitely a disconnect and things of that nature. But I will say, because of the internet, because of you know the lack of, I guess, you know, A and R people, you know, developing artists, it's kind of forced us as new artists to become more business minded and to think mm-hmm. more about what you know what goes on behind the scenes because i mean i wasn't alive back in the day like back in the 70s back in the 80s but i've read so many stories of, of, of artists being signed to things without even knowing what they were signing having no idea and being duped at the at the end of the day because they didn't sign their contracts or they didn't know what was over in their contract you know things of that nature so now being that we're basically what i've been running into is that a lot of uh, industry executives, things of that, and people like that, simply won't even listen to you until you've developed some things on your own first. So until you've developed your own fan base first, so you are able to do these things that a label would have been doing 20, 30 years ago, it's on you to take those first steps now. So even though it mm-hmm. does definitely make it harder, but it makes us think differently, which is also a good thing. At least right. I believe it is. It is, it is. And, and it's funny because in the beginning, it may not be that way now, but it was back in the day that the labels really did not know how to do the social media. So they needed to find an artist that could do it because if you didn't bring that to the table, they didn't have anybody who could do it for you, but they wouldn't let anyone know that, but that's just the way it was. And the industry has changed so much now that there's, there's a different skill set that's needed to really, really get behind an artist and, and guide them on the right path. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, you're blessed, man, to have your father as well as uh, Tyrone and people like that around you that can really guide you and, and keep you on track because, um, you know, a lot of folks just really don't have anyone who really knows um, the industry, you know, behind them. And most people can't just talk to their parents if their parents weren't in the industry and getting the real guidance in this industry as well. So that's just the way it is. Definitely. I'm very blessed to have such supportive people around me. Because like you said, a lot of people don't have that. I know plenty of people that are out here searching for it. You know what I mean? But it was just placed here. I can only thank God for that. Yeah. Wow, man. Well, look, um, I want you to give everybody your, your social media and all of that stuff so that they know how to contact you, how to find what you're doing next, and, you know, put that on out there. Okay, well, you can find me on Facebook. You can just search Corey L. That's C-O-R-E-Y-E-L. You can like my uh, my Facebook page. Uh, I have a Twitter. I, it's at I am Corey L. Um, hit me up. Uh, Instagram, I am Corey L. 
as well. SoundCloud is Coriel. And uh, what am I missing? Am I missing anything else, Ty? No, I think about, you pretty uh, much covered it. That's oh, okay. it? Okay, cool. What was your Twitter? So yeah, hit me up. My Twitter was I am Coriel. All right. Yeah. And my um, engineer was just telling me we can go a little longer because of the um, – I got about five minutes we're going to cut out of this. <laughs> so okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, close out with you in a minute, but um, I'm going to play a quick track. And um, I, I, I've been focused on the industry for quite some time. You know, I put this show together because I wanted independent recording art, artists such as yourself to be able to communicate with other artists and, you know, learn things about, you know, everything from production to, you know, ways that you can collaborate via email or Dropbox or whatever it might take. And, you know, ways that you guys can meet one another um, through um, SoundCloud or other venues like that to really be able to uh, understand how to develop yourself and become better. And, um, when I see, um, I like to think of you, Corey, as a as a pure artist because, you know, it's not often that you get something new in the industry. Everyone's generally just copying someone else and trying to bring it up to date, so to speak. But you have a sound that sounds unique and brand new. And the more you develop that, the more I think that you know people are going to to stand up and notice and um just like i did they're going to know that sound wherever they hear it and and that's a true earmark of a real artist in today's generation and i just want to give you kudos for that man and um i'll let you know man i'm a fan you know i've been a fan for a while i am a fan My man, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And whenever you need the time to get back on or whatever you're doing, you want to check back in, you just let me know, man, and we'll we'll make the time for you. Oh, most definitely. I will I will be back, definitely. All right. Well, I, I'm going to just close out with um, 